Okay, you've um, you brought me to now to the subway, Maddie. Yes. What could we possibly be doing here? So, um, as you know, I am back from Ireland. Um, fun time, still hungover. Um, brought back a special instrument with me as well. Here oh, it is. Oh, so it's like a like a flute? Nope, it's a tin whistle. Um, and you've heard the legend of St. Patrick driving the snakes from Ireland. And I'm going to drive the rats out of Chicago. I'm oh, tired of on. seeing rats, and it's time to get rid of the rats. There's no... You can't really think that this is going to work. It's going to happen right now. See, there's nothing. Nothing's happening. Give it a moment. Wait. Do you hear that? Oh my god! I told you. I told you it would work. Here they are. There they go. I'm well, so, this is great. This is wonderful. I'm playing oh my, my special god. tune. Okay. <laughs> it's episode 26. some bad hombres here and we're going to get them out. Bing, bing, bong, bong, bing, bing, bing. I love China. Hi, I'm Jackie. Wanna play? I just want them to suffer. Look what you I joined Donald Trump on the Republican ticket because I believe he has the right leadership and the right vision to make America great again. Since 2017, a majority of Democrats turned into alt-left radical psychos. We'll get back to them later. I will build a great, great wall. I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the freaking frogs gay. Every year on the 12th of July, the British Protestants of Northern Ireland celebrate their national heritage by burning huge bonfires and marching through the streets. This is particularly contentious in the heavily divided city of Belfast, after decades of conflict between the Republican Catholics and the Loyalist and Unionist Protestants, some people on each side still feel oppressed by the other. Welcome back, everybody. It's that time again. It's Friday the 13th Horror Podcast. Yeah. The podcast where we talk about horror in real life and in the movies. Ooh. Yes, I'm Andrew. And I'm Maddie. And today we have something a little different for you. Yeah. Um, we're going to be talking all about Ireland. Yes. And if you don't know, there's a lot of terrifying things that happen in Ireland. Not just leprechauns. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Actually, those don't even exist. Um, the only leprechauns that exist there that are terrifying are the people from America that come dressed in leprechauns. That makes sense for bachelor makes parties sense. or for St. Patrick's Day. So, Maddie, why why are we giving a whole episode to Ireland? Yeah. So, um, a lot of you, a lot of our listeners that follow us on social media, know that I was actually just in Ireland for uh, for a, a pretty long time. I was there for work in November and December of 2018. Um, and uh, 2019, pardon me. I really got my <laughs> years mixed up there. Sorry. It's almost 2020. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, and I was there for work um, on a project that I developed um, with the company that I work for. Um, it was a really exciting time for me, especially professionally and personally. Um, you know, Going somewhere on a vacation is one thing, but going somewhere and living and working there sure. for an extended period of time 
really allows you time to um, to dig into how people live, mm-hmm. to dig into the local culture, to dig into the local legends, sure. to dig into the lore of the place where you are. Now, had you been there before, or was this a first time? This is my first time. Okay. Um, I've been to the UK before uh, many times, but this is my first time in the Republic of Ireland. And I might also add, I went to Northern Ireland, which we're going to talk about scary today. scary place. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's different, for sure. It is different. Yeah. So I didn't know that until I started doing a little research, which mm-hmm. I feel like I'm geographically challenged in this way i don't know why sure. but i didn't realize that the that northern ireland was belonged to the uk yeah. and the, what did you the republic of ireland the republic of ireland is its own thing it is so yeah i didn't know that before this yeah so um what and i don't think a lot of people do no to be honest with yeah you, you know uh, when i was there i was trying to tell uh, my my new irish friends who are just lovely and we'll talk more about my experience there but i was trying to tell folks there about the way that I think a lot of Americans think about that particular part of the world. Sure. Right? So yeah. like, And what I mean by that is Ireland, Scotland, and England. And Sounds, so, to me, since I've never been there, mm-hmm. my interpretation would be kind of like gloomy, maybe like some cliffs. Yeah, sure. Like that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's, I, my, I, what, I, that's what it evokes for I me think when I think about you're actually, Ireland. you're not too far <laughs> off. It is, it is fairly gloomy. Just be, By that, I, what I mean is the weather can be really gloomy. Sure, yeah. What is not gloomy is the people for sure. Um, but, um, I think a lot of Americans, especially, and this is not downing anybody. I'm just saying, you know, this is stuff that people aren't really, you know, used to because they haven't been there. Um, a lot of us sort of just clump everybody in that corner of the world sure. into one little chunk. I think it's kind of like how we think about, um, Norway, Sweden, Denmark yeah, type of area sure. too. But it's kind of when we don't, when we're not there, we kind of just think of them yeah. as like oh, that area. Yeah. Or like but. maybe like even like Honduras and mm-hmm. Bolivia and all, you know, and, and Guatemala. Like we just think of everybody as like, oh, you're from that area. So you're just kind of all the same. Sure. Yeah. Um, and they're not. I've got some news for yeah. you. Uh, and like, you know, I knew this going in, but it's always wonderful to have, you know, the things that, you know, sort of solidified even further um, because the Irish people are their own people. Um, and, you know, one of the greatest things that I got to do on this trip uh, was to go see the Book of Kells at the at, at Trinity uh, Trinity College. Okay. Um, the Book of Kells was not on display, unfortunately. So I went to the Long Room, which is the big library. It's like a Harry Potter library. Series. Okay. Cool. It's absolutely beautiful. And in the library, there is an original copy of the Declaration of Independence, essentially for Ireland. Okay. And I got to read it from like the original document. That's cool. And read it to myself and see this beautiful thing from the 20th century. You weren't you able know. to handle it, though. No, 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 right? no, no okay. not at all. No. And and also, when you go in the long room, there are like a thousand people there, so it's, <laughs> it's like shoulder to shoulder. Um, but I stood Tourists there. Tourists ruining everything. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> and there were just people taking pictures of everything. I was like, can you just stop and like be for a minute? Yeah, just please? like take it all in. Um. So I read the whole thing, and it's this beautiful document, um, way more inclusive than our own Declaration of Independence. Oh, here. interesting! And it talks about women, and it talks about you know just uh, uh, different religions, and it talks about everything. And this is way before America. No, correct? no, no. This, this is actually after America. Oh, it is. So okay. this this is in the 20th century, not in the 18th century. Well, oh. yeah, not in the 18th century. Um, and so um, it's this this beautiful thing that just declares um, Ireland to be free and all of its and all of her people, men and women, to be equally free. And no matter what it's religion cool. you are, to be free. Um, and so you know, it's um, you you feel that freedom in Dublin, which is where I was based mm-hmm. for for that that month, basically. Um, and uh, in Dublin, you just have a lovely time. It's a very cosmopolitan place. It's beautiful. And um, when I was in Dublin. 
there was um, a, the uh, the Dublin Book Fair, I believe it was called Dublin Book Fair or something like that. Um, and it was very right, original. Title. I know, right? And it was in uh, the Temple Bar district. And Temple Bar is is you know the if you've ever seen a picture of like a Dublin bar before, mm-hmm. you've seen the Temple Bar. It's that yeah. it's like kind of yeah. Red. It's got, it's, I it, think we even have one. here? I, yeah, you probably do. I'm, I'm sure. I'm pretty exactly. sure we have one in Chicago. Yeah. I mean, everybody has seen the Temple Bar. Um, and the Temple Bar district can be shitty. It can mm-hmm. be really shitty because it's just full of tourists that are awful and wasted and just shitty. It's like um, Bourbon Street type of thing? Kind of like that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a really good way to think of it. Um, and so there just happened to be this really cute little like book thing going on, and I stopped in. And there was this lovely book that I saw, and it's from Cafe Royal Books, um, and I believe they're in the UK, I'm pretty sure. And um, a man named John Benton Harris has put together this beautiful um, book of photos called Children of the Troubles, Northern huh. Ireland. And I looked at it, and I'll just hand this to you now since if you want to see it. Um, and there was a particular photo um, as you go through. And, you know, I knew a little bit about the Troubles in Northern Ireland and how, you know, in the 60s all the way through the, mm-hmm. the 21st century, there's been violence, there's been bombings, over, you know, nearly 4,000 people died really? in Northern Ireland in that time. Um, there was one photo at the end of that book, though, which is it, it's probably a photo from like 75, I would say, maybe 79. We can always post it. Yeah, we will for yeah. sure. And it's a woman with her face pressed against a hearse, kissing the window, crying. And I was in this bookshop by myself. I was not even drunk yet, I promise. <laughs> and I broke down. It's, oh, the, it's no. that beautiful of a photo. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like haunting and gorgeous. And so I told my compatriot that I was with, my colleague, Jenny. Um, we need to go to Belfast yeah. for a weekend trip. So we went to Belfast. And Belfast is in, um, you know, depending on how your political leanings lie, it's in the north of Ireland or it's in Northern Ireland. Okay. And what I mean by that is if you're from Northern Ireland or the north of Ireland and you're a unionist, if you're somebody who thinks of yourself as British mm-hmm. from the UK, then you'll call it Northern Ireland. If you're from the north of Ireland, however, you consider yourself to be fully Irish. And you consider yourself okay. to be what we would call a nationalist, not in a bad sense. So, you know, g- wrap your brain around it in a different way. It's not like a white nationalist. It's somebody who believes that Ireland should be a whole island. 32 counties gotcha. should be just Ireland. It should not be the UK. And that is sort of where um, the um, the heart of the troubles really lies. Okay. Is what do you believe? Do you think that Ireland should be divided or do you think it should be one? And on top of that, just... For one more little little tidbit, Brexit is really making things difficult right now because sure. right now it's a soft border. So, for example, when I took the train from Dublin all the way into Belfast, I didn't have to have my passport. Mm. Um, I thought about it, but I, I asked a friend and they were like, oh, no, you're fine. It's a soft border. That's going to change when oh, Brexit really happens. And everyone is really worried because, like I said, 4,000 people died in 40 years, right? Mm-hmm. If those troubles come back, it's going to be terrifying so can you tell me why they call them the the troubles i know you've kind of gone over that a little bit but like can Um, you tell me a little bit more about it sure so um you know i think ireland's troubles and you know keep in mind i'm not an expert on any of this um but i'll i'll give you the stuff that i know yeah that's all that's Um, all we expect yeah uh you know the troubles i think have gone on in ireland for centuries um, and they date back so, so far. And they really have to do with da 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 religion, of course. Oh, great. And so, um, once again, rearing its ugly head. <laughs> it's the truth. And just, and for the just, you know, the silliest of reasons, because really when I say religion, what I actually mean by that is power. Um, you know, yeah, religion is at sort of the, the, the core of that, but it's really just humans trying to execute their own power over what they think it should be. Yeah. And so, um, you know, looking back all the way to the English Civil War, mm-hmm. um, and you see uh, the time when, 
uh, King William of Orange um, from Holland came over to Ireland to defeat uh, King James II um, and uh, to King James I, pardon me, um, one of them, I don't know, first or second, I can't remember which one, which, but people, people <laughs> will understand my, my errors here. Um, and when William of Orange beat, beat James, um, you know, James was looked at as the, the English king that was coming to defend Catholicism in Ireland. Gotcha. And William was coming to defend Protestantism. Um, and so when William won, that really changed the way that Ireland would be uh, directed for all of its years forward. Hmm. So, you know, I visited a couple of cathedrals when I was in Dublin. Um, those are not Catholic cathedrals. They are cathedrals of the Church of Ireland, which is really part huh. of the Anglican Communion, which all comes from the Church of England. So those are Protestant churches, not Catholic churches. Interesting. Um, and all of the Because I think that they would want you to believe that they were Catholic. Yeah, yeah, right. You sure. know what I mean? Yeah, of course. But moving on from there, they um, they that has really colored Ireland for... For, for the entire time moving forward. Um, other troubles happened too. Um, you know, one of the biggest things that happened in Ireland was the famine. And when mm. the famine happened, that was Ah, when, the famine. Yeah, oh my God, <laughs> it was, and it was terrible. Um, you know, at least, I, I can't remember the exact number, but it, it was uh, a, a very large number of people, I, I want to say close to a million people, could be even more than that, that oh, wow. died in Ireland. And the thing to think about with Ireland too is that Ireland is very small. And mm-hmm. it's at its widest part, you can drive across it in two hours. Oh, wow. So, like, there's not that many people there. So, you got to think that, like, when one person dies in Ireland, that's like 50 people dying here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Much more devastating. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, go back to that number that I was talking about, like, in the 60s all the way to the 21st century. Um, you know, 4,000 people dying wow. is like 100,000 people dying in America. Like, that's how devastating that was for everybody. Sure. Um, but when the famine happened, there was a lot of talk about how. Um, there were food shipments being taken out of Ireland, going to England to feed English people, while people in Ireland were starving. Oh, they wow. had nothing to eat. They had to, you know, leave and go to America or leave and go to England. Um, but there were people dying. Children were dying. Their animals were dying. Their crops were dying. It was a terrible, rotten time. Huh. Um, and that really colored things too, and really brought about a big division between Irish people and English people. Um, and then moving on further, and I'll, I promise I won't talk forever, um, but, you know, when it's, Ireland... It's what people tune in for. I so. know, it's true. When when Ireland declared independence, there were a lot of problems there as well. Um, as you might imagine, England was not pleased about it, um, but right when they declared independence, World War One happened, so oh, no. things kind of, like, stopped. Um, and then uh, you've got the Easter Rebellion, and you've got a lot of um, different different battles within within Ireland all over the place. Um, you know, England really uh, uh, clamping down on on things, but finally allowing the Republic to declare independence and partitioning Northern Ireland off. So why was that? Was that just like a thing that they wanted to maintain some sort of ownership over there? So or? that's a great question. And there's no really good answer to it, right? I mean, okay. it really depends on like what you believe about this or about that. What we do know is that with English colonialism all over the world, right? Because it wasn't just in Ireland. It was in India. It was Mm -hmm. in America. It was everywhere. Um, Partitioning is a thing that the English did. They thought that if you just put these people there and put those people there, things will be fine. They won't won't go anywhere. It's like, uh, what do you do that when you're a little kid and you put the tape across the bedroom floor and you're like, that side's mine and that side's yours. Guess what? Your little brother's going to throw things at you from from across the way, (laughs) you know, which is, which is what happens every single time. You know, for example, if you look at how, uh, if you look at how England partitioned India and Pakistan, Mm -hmm. when they did that partition, like 3 million people got killed. Wow. And that is a thing that you don't get 
taught very often in American schools because it's it seems so exotic and so far away. Yeah. <laughs> um, but partitioning has always been a pernicious way that the English have dealt with the world and with their own um, problems that they've created. Mm-hmm. And so when they partitioned Northern Ireland from the Republic of Ireland, lo and behold, those things happened again. Sure. And in Northern Ireland, there was rampant, rampant discrimination against Catholics um, in terms of jobs, in terms of the government, in terms of the police, you know, you name it. Um, Catholics were legitimately discriminated against. And so when Catholics started to rise up and they started to protest and they started to peacefully protest, sure. England clamped down hard, especially hmm. in the 60s. And there were a number of incidents where um, the English forces, which then were called the Royal Ulster Constabulary, which was the police oh force, my. basically, the, R- the RUC. Um, it was mostly Protestant people, even though there was a mandate that there had to be at least one-third Catholic. Um, and there Wait, was, the population had to be one-third? No, no, no. The, the population of the police force, which was the oh, RUC, they okay. had to be a third Catholic, but that never really happened. How can um, you police that? Well, because like, <laughs> like through, through hiring, you would have to like you say, okay, this many spots. Yeah, I guess I had to, to be put it out, put it out of my head that this yeah. is like a totally different time and place. It's totally, for sure. Where religion kind of um, ruled everything. Yeah, it's um, not like it is now, where religion is um, not quite as powerful. A, yeah, well, it's it's more of like a part of your life, not the controlling factor of your yeah, life. It's, it's in some ways. It's powerful in a it different way. It has its own ways. <laughs> right. It's powerful in a different way. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, all these things happened um, and, you know, people were killed and there were there was, you know, Bloody Sunday and there there was a number of, of things where, where protesters were killed by English people. Where, and not just protesters that were Catholic, but protesters that, that were Protestant as well. So can we, um, I've always heard of sure. Bloody, I know, you know, Bloody Sunday, I've always heard of it. Obviously, there there's songs and everything, but like. You too. What, 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 can you give me a very brief, like, summary of what that was all about? Yeah, sure. I mean, in, in that particular case, that was when, um, English, English forces just fired upon, upon a crowd. Okay. Um, and they killed like 10 different people. And, and it was like a peaceful protest. Yeah, it was, it was type a total, of total okay. peaceful protest. And, uh, and that just really kicked things off. And then Why? people, people were so pissed. And, you know, there, there's a great line in a book that we're about to talk about. Um, where where it's uh, I believe it's uh, violence is is just the desperation of the poor, mm. um, and you know when you when you oppress people long enough, if you oppress them hard enough, they will be violent. They gonna get pissed. Like that's that's just what's going to happen to any human because that's just what's inside of you. Yeah. No matter how peaceful you are, take yourself out of it, and just to give you an idea really of how um, violent it was there. There's a, a passage from this book. I'm just going to read it. It's a little paragraph. Sure. And the book is called Say Nothing, A True Story of Murder and Memory in Northern Ireland. It's by Patrick Radden Keefe. He's a staff writer at The New Yorker. At the New Yorker pardon me. Um, and just to give you an idea of just you know what it might have been like a little bit. Sure. Um, Michael McConville knew that Divis, which was a tower, uh, was a dangerous place. Patrick Rooney had been close to his age. At night, when gun battles broke out, Arthur bellowed down on the floor, and the children would drag their mattresses to the center of the flat and sleep there, huddled in the middle of the room. Sometimes it felt as if they spent more nights on the floor than in their beds. Lying awake, staring at the ceiling, they would listen to the sound of bullets ricocheting off the concrete outside. It was a mad life, but as the anarchy persisted from one month to the next, it became the only life they knew. Jesus. And you know, that's not that long ago. No. That was in that that particularly that that uh that part of the book is talking about nineteen sixty nine in yeah, uh, in Belfast in Ireland. And you know, when you go to Belfast, it is so small, mm-hmm. so small 
that when you think about the gun battles that were taking place, the bombs that were exploding, the police that were going after protesters, like nowhere to hide. There was nowhere to hide. And you could see it everywhere. There, they, I mean, literally, whether you were spe- spectating or, or you were a part of it in some way, shape, or form, <laughs> like it was... spectating. <laughs> I know, right? But, you know, I mean, gawkers, yes, right? yeah. People were all over. And, you know, like I said, the, the, the troubles, the, the way that we talk about them in a modern sense, is like from like 1968, basically, all the way to the Good Friday Agreement in the 21st century. Okay. Um, and that's when the troubles ended by, by, uh, by political means. And in that time, like I said, about 4,000 people died. There's a lot of stories that took place. Um, one of the stories, and what this book in particular talks about, is the death of Jean McConville. And Jean McConville, the story is so haunting. I really highly suggest you read this book. Yeah, totally. It came out this year. It won the Orwell Prize for Political Writing. Um, it's incredible. Like I was weeping reading this yeah. book. Um, Jean McConville was a Protestant. She married a Catholic. She had 10 children. Oh, my God. Um, and in 1972, in her flat in Divis Towers, which was a wretched place to live, um, there's still a tower in Belfast that you can see. Um, she, uh, a, a, a gang of people, uh, about 10 of them, came into the flat in front of all the children and dragged her out, um, and she was never seen again. Oh, no. The children never saw their mother again in Jeez. 1972. Um, not until she was found in 2011, I believe, uh, 2012, yeah, 2012, when her body uh, was found on a beach buried because there was erosion happening on the beach. Um, and then they found her. The reason Ugh. why, the reason why they knew it was her, uh, was because the clothes looked sort of eerily similar. Um, and this is the part where I started crying. Her son asked the coroner, is there a nappy pin in her shirt or a diaper pin? And, um, the doctor said, no. But he knew where to look, and so he flipped over like her lapel, and there was the nappy pin. And so he knew that was his mother, right where she always kept it. Um, Jean McConville was, like I said, a Protestant. She had married a Catholic. Um, no one knew for a long time whether she was dead or whether she had a, you know, just been disappeared by the IRA, which happened quite often. Um, but and they the buried re- her at the beach. They did, yeah. And <laughs> they, they buried a lot of people out in the country. Or if you were that big of a traitor, they would just throw you in the street. Oh, Jesus. Um, the reason why she was killed is because they thought that she was an informant for the English, um, which in the end has never been corroborated. No yeah. one really knows what happened. Um, but the children, all 10 of them, the legacy of their suffering after has been awful. They were put in orphanages and foster homes and in the orphanages, they were sexually abused. Great. Um, they were, uh, they were, um, just a wonderful life for these 10 children of war and absolutely terrible. And you know, it's, um, um, when they finally had some kind of closure, even then they didn't have it all because they still don't really know who did it. Sure. They believe they know who did it, but um, there's a lot that, you sh- that you'll find out in the book. I don't want to squawk about it too long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but all of that to say, like, that's just one of the stories. And, you know, Ireland is such a beautiful place. Mm-hmm. And one of the great things about it is the people. And they love to chat. And they love to sit you down and have some pints and talk about <laughs> God knows what. And before you know it, you look down at your watch and you're like, holy fuck, it's 3 a.m. So that part's true. It's, oh, my God. It's <laughs> completely true. And I, I, I just I loved it so much. One of the sad things when you visit Belfast and you learn about these things and you take the black taxi tour and you go around and you look at the different parts of Belfast where all this shit happened and you learn that it's still going on today. Yeah. So there are parts of Belfast. This, and this is what a lot of our listeners don't know. Where those that the they call them peace walls that that divide the Protestant and Catholic areas. Sure, they're still there today. There are more now than there were during the Troubles, 
And there are gates that are still closed by the PSNI, the Police Service of Northern Ireland, every single night oh at 6 God. p.m. And if you are trapped in there, sorry, you're you trapped in out. there. If you wanted to get in there, you're not getting in. It's still happening today. And, you know, like, like what I said about chatting, you're in Dublin. You chat to people all the time. Yeah. It's, it's this thing you go up there and it's this conundrum. You can't imagine how people in the north or really all over Ireland, why can't you just fucking talk to each other? Yeah. And it's, it's, it's honestly sort of terrifying to think about um, because there's just so much pain and so much loss in this beautiful country. It is absolutely stunningly beautiful in Ireland. Um, and we're fighting over the dumbest things in the fucking world. Yeah, sounds like us. Sounds I mean, like it does. Sounds you like know? A- I, I, I felt I felt a bit like a hypocrite saying that to our guy that was bringing us around. Sure, but like it's it was a good lesson to me to come back and like if I can bring anything back from Ireland, I want to bring like more chatting, which I'm good at anyway. But like more chats, more chats, more talking, more listening, more being with people. Yeah, I think listening is a is a big part. Oh, it's um, so important. Don't really know how to do. Yes, I mean we had an exercise that we did at a work function where literally. You paired up with someone, and all you could do was listen. You could not. Really? You could not react. You could not nod. You could not say anything. You just had to listen to them. Did, did you have to make eye contact the whole time? Um, no, not necessarily. Huh. But you just had to. It was an an exercise in listening because we're we're constantly always trying to just think of what we're going to say next yeah. rather than listening to what other people are saying. What was so that, it's really interesting. What was that experience like for you? Uncomfortable yeah. for both being the talker and the listener yeah. because you're just talking about nothing for a minute and you expect like, are you going to react to that? But they don't. So it's very, um, I'd encourage you to try it sometime. Yeah. Not you specifically. I'm talking about our listeners. <laughs> listen, Maddie, you need to listen more. No, I do. Um, no, uh, it was just an interesting thing, but, um, a little bit about Ireland and LGBTQ people. Yes. Yes, please. Um, so I, Ireland was the first country to openly elect to have same sex marriage yes. by popular vote. Uh-huh. Um, unfortunately, that is only in the Republic of Ireland. True. Uh, Northern Ireland, there is still no gay marriage. Um, if you watched um, RuPaul's Drag Race, the UK version, there was a person from uh, Northern Ireland yeah. that wanted to get married and couldn't. Wow. So, um, but all things are not lost. They are supposed to be um, putting forth gay marriage in on Valentine's Day this year. I hope so. Um, we'll see if it actually happens. Um, so. I, I hope so too. It's um, you know, Northern Ireland hasn't had a sitting government in um, like I think at least three years That's now. That's so strange. Which is which is really insane. There's no sitting government right now. Just like really let that sink in. That's how the troubles are. So still they, going are on. they governed by the UK then? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, so there, there's rule from Westminster. Um, That's and, so strange. And I, just one more thing about LGBT stuff. Is, yeah. I did have a chance to go to all of the gay bars in Dublin, lo and behold. <laughs> all of them. Um, I did. It, and, and they were wonderful. Um, you know, I have a couple friends, Susie and Emer there, who are wonderful. Love you guys. Uh, girls. Uh, people. Um, whatever. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> However you identify. You like. um, I love them so much. And we went to um, uh, the George and to Panty Bar and to... Um, oh, Panty Bar. Pa- Panty Bar. <laughs> so, uh, Miss Panty is a very famous drag queen in, in Ireland. Oh, fun. Um, and I that, like that, that name. Is, that is her bar. Um, and uh, we also went to Street 66, which was my favorite gay bar. Um, like Route very 66? kind of yeah, it's a very weird name in Ireland. Um, very very fun, a uh, very queer, lots of lesbians for once. Yeah, I love lesbians so much. Um, so that's where they're all going. Now. Seriously, oh my god, they're all going to Ireland. Um, 
so much fun. Lots of LGBT people in in the Republic for sure. That's good to know. I um, actually had a yeah. question about that, as if there was a, a big population or not. Yeah, I would say you know if if you if you're LGBT and you've been thinking about going to Ireland, I can't speak about everywhere for sure, but I can speak about Dublin for sure. And you are very safe in Dublin. That's um, cool. It's a wonderful place. There's there's so much to do culturally. You'll have a great time. Cool. Uh, I love it. Thank you for sharing your uh, experience. You got it. And your wealth of knowledge about the Irish in Ireland. Um, do you have anything else you would like to discuss about your trip? And I don't know why I'm doing this weird accent. <sighs> oh, boy, the trip. Um, you know, I'm, it's one of those things that, you know, so we're recording this on New Year's Eve right now. Um, it's the end of 2019. It's about to be 2020. When you hear this, it will be 2020. Um, and, you know, just for me professionally, just to sort of um, gush about it for a moment, it's a really great moment for me. Cool. You know, it's this project that I dreamed up for my company. Um, they said yes to it. I got to go and do it. It was successful. Um, and I got to go do it in a really cool and wonderful, amazing place. Yeah. And it was awesome. It's not um, very often that you get to travel that far for work. Exactly. So. And it was lovely. Ireland is is worthy of your time and of your money. Um, if you ever need tips on anything, please feel free to hit me up on social. Um, but yeah, if you've been thinking about going to Dublin or to Ireland in general, you should absolutely go. You'll have a wonderful time. I'll get there eventually. You will. You'll yeah. love it. Have you and you have to even be to Europe. So we need oh, to solve oh that first. You're going to love. Well, that's the thing. When you're in when you're in uh, Ireland, you are in Europe, not the UK for long. Yeah. Um, but um, <laughs> and we've got some other great Irish stuff in this episode too. Yeah, for we sure. have two great Irish films, um, and so uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to talk about them because we've never done. We never like picked films in this way before, yeah, yeah, you know. Totally. So I think it's really it's nice to sort of hone in on um, a specific region. And we really did try to pick movies that were made in Ireland yeah. by Irish people. Yeah, and so, we did. Yeah, we succeeded. Yeah. All right, so we'll take a quick break, and then we'll come back with what you've been watching, bitch. What you've been watching, bitch. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. It's that time where we talk about what you've been watching, bitch! Yeah! And if you're joining us for the first time, that's literally where we just talk about what we've been watching. Bitch. <laughs> so let's Joke kick never it gets off. Old. It never gets old. You know what? People still love it. I still love it. I still love to say what you've been watching. Um, and also, I might add this. Um, we have a survey out there right now. Um, it's our 2019 listener survey. You can get to it very easily. Bitly, so bit.ly, you've done that before, mm-hmm. slash fry gay survey. It even rhymes. Wow. Slash fry gay survey. You know how to spell it. Just go do it. And in that survey, we're already seeing results right now. And I will tell you this, our most popular segment among people that have responded is what you've been watching, bitch. Which is so strange. So I don't know why, but you, you, all you people like it, so here we are, and we're doing it again. So, Andrew, um, why don't you kick us off with what you've been watching, you bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Did you like that? Yes. I added that in this time. Uh, so my first pick is from our Patreon. Mm. Uh, our patron, Verena. Oh, gave us, hi, Verena. Uh, gave us uh, this pick. It is Stage Fright from 1987. Ooh, Stage Fright. I've always wanted to, to watch this it's, one. I haven't. I, I've seen this before. Um, I actually owned it on blu-ray so it's the easy one for me to swap in and watch um i really like this movie it's a really underseen slasher it's a giallo right uh uh-huh um i don't know if it's an actually a giallo but 
it. It's of that. It's in the style. It's in that style. Okay. Um, it's got a very creepy masked killer. Uh, he wears like a giant owl head. Ooh. And it's all about um, these people that are putting on a play and they're in rehearsals. And this guy kind of catches a ride back with an injured woman from the the hospital and stalks and kills a lot of them really yeah and you know it sounds kind of like basic but i think it's that sounds like, like a fun friday night <laughs> it's really it, the use of the different weapons that he uses and the the owl itself the mask is just yeah. super creepy um, that's cool i, I definitely recommend this and i am very happy that verena made me watch it again does it take place in italy I think so. Okay, so it, so it, it's in Italian. This um, no, it is dubbed over. Oh, um, how, so how, how are the like, dubs? Well, don't you you know how like in the old Suspiria kind of how, yeah. how that kind of dubbing? Oh, okay, it's yeah, exactly yeah. like that. So it okay. looks like they're speaking the same words, but they overdubbed it. Hmm. It's so they used to do this. This is how they used to make movies. Maybe in we'll this have time. a maybe we'll have a reimagining of, of Stage Fright sometime soon. Wouldn't that be nice? And not this should not be confused with Stage Fright that came out a couple years yeah, ago. This is different. Um, the musical. This is the the 1987 Italian movie. Well, lovely. Verena, thank you so much for bringing that. And thank you for being one of our Patreon patrons. <laughs> Wonderful. You can join now. <laughs> you can, for sure. Um, Patreon.com slash Friday 13. Um, Maddie, what have you been watching, bitch? So I also have another Patreon pick from one of our patrons, Justin Nordell. Uh, Justin is actually in Chicago this weekend for oh, New fun. Year's Eve. So, uh, Justin, hi, Justin. Hi, hi. He uh, just messaged me on Twitter this morning about... Um, going to Whole House, so I sent him some information about what that. What is that? Uh, remember, that's where the Demon Baby was born in Chicago? Oh, okay. Uh-huh. I Adams. thought you said Whole, whole House. Oh, no, not, listen. Not Whole House. Listen, Whole House is my old apartment, <laughs> and we're not going to talk about that. Anyways, okay, so Justin chose... Um, you know, the cinematic genius of Killer Workout. Oh, I've seen this um, before. So let me tell you, Killer Workout is from 1987. Um, I I don't know any of the people in the film. Um, Justin, I think you're wonderful. And I love following <laughs> you on Twitter and Instagram and all the rest. And you're such, you're, you're, you're such an awesome supporter. I got to tell you, I hate this movie <laughs> with all of my heart. It's so bad. Um it's so it's a movie about Well, um, to be fair, to be fair, this really isn't your kind of movie. It is not. Like I get tremendous joy out of it this is movie. Not. And sure. once and once I knew it is that, funny. I'll, I'll give you that. Once I knew that you had to watch it, I was like like rubbing my hands together. Yeah, like, you're like, oh, he's gonna hate this. <laughs> yeah. Um you know, it's there there are some fun it's I should say it's it's fun to watch as like a study in eighties horror. Yeah. It, it honestly is. Because the music is just oh, the music is precious, girl. Oh my god. It's 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 something else. Um and the fight scenes are sort of like watching Street Fighter, but mm-hmm. in LA, like around a workout place. <laughs> um Rhonda's workout is the main location that we're back and forth from all the time. There are a lot of 80s like workout suits kind of things for ladies, which were like really accentuating like the vagina and mm-hmm. like and like the butt. The pelvic thrusts. Yeah, the, the the pelvis area was really accentuated. So if you're into that kind of thing, you're gonna have a great time with this for sure. Um all the guys are weird looking. <laughs> um and the killer um, there's just a lot of twists when you find out who the killer is in the slasher. Um, so, you know, look, the, the version that I watched on Amazon Prime is also, I was just telling Andrew, it's sort of like um, a VHS tape that has been recorded over like 14 times. Yeah. So there are like those streak marks all over it. It's really um, hit or miss on Amazon right now. Yeah. Like some of them look crisp and clear and nice yeah. and some of them just look like shit. It was <laughs> it was weird. It was like watching like, like a, a tape from your grandma's. Um, uh, nostalgia. Yeah. And so, um, you know, you know, watch 
watch it. If you've never seen Killer Workout before, it's on Amazon Prime now. Um, it's, it's, you know, what I would suggest maybe is get high. Um, <laughs> we're about to have legal weed here tomorrow in Illinois on January 1st. Get really stoned or get like really drunk and watch Killer Workout. Maybe have a drinking game or something and just have fun with it. Yeah. Don't watch it. Um, for seriousies, though. For seriousies? I made that up. I don't, I don't know. I didn't know what else to say. Oh, yeah. Anywho, Justin, regardless of how I like this movie or don't like it, thank you for being our Patreon patron. Patreon.com slash Friday 13. <laughs> it's wonderful. Um, my next one is I actually made it out to the theater while you were in Ireland. Okay. I, I went and saw Knives Out. I still haven't seen this. Knives Out? I think you know by now, it's everyone, it's yeah. kind of been consensus that it's one of the best movies of the year. It looks awesome. Uh, it was super fun. Uh, great little whodunit. This, if you if you watched that Murder on the Orient Express movie that came out a couple years ago and were as disappointed as I was, go see Knives Out because that's the better version of, the, of this movie. I mean, I love everybody in it, for sure. Oh, it's so good. Um, the cast is so, so wonderful. How was Tony so. Collette? She's great. She plays more of like a vapid mm. character, yes. which she doesn't really get to do very often. Yes. She's usually given the more heavy. I love but her But in this so one, she's much. kind of a ditzy. Uh, it's so fun. I could cry right now thinking of Tony Collette. I <laughs> love her that it's much. It's going to be okay. <laughs> um, but yes, if you have not seen Knives Out, I'm sure I think it's out of the theater by now. But when it comes out to rent, I would highly, highly recommend awesome. it. And try it. not to spoil it. Yes, don't, don't spoil things for people, you jerks. Um, my pick is The Watchmen. Um, Watchmen on HBO. Um, it is a fantastic series. Um, is this tied to the movie or no? It, well, it, it's, it's, it's the same is sort it a, of story. It's a reimagining? It's, it's a reimagining. Um, it's, it's honestly, it's, it's fucking great. Um, it's sort of like The Leftovers, but like a superhero version of The Leftovers hmm, in, a, in a weird way. Regina King is awesome she is so good in this in this show you have no idea um it's also on barack obama's most watched shows of 2019 as well all right um it's wonderful if you have hbo i highly suggest watching this um it has a wonderful like message about like racism and social justice as well yeah that's what Um, i heard i heard a little bit about it and it is it's fun it is fucked up it is seriously a fucked up show it is so weird like you have to kind of bend your brain a little bit, but hmm. if you just relax into it, don't worry about like the stuff that you don't know what's going on. Trust me, just keep going. It's so worth it. I'll get to it eventually. That's the Watchmen. Uh, it's just one of those ones that there were too many shows in this fall. You get it? Yeah. So now that everything's kind of on hiatus, I, think I agree. I'll be able to go back and give some of those a try. Totally. Um, so my next one is a movie called The Intruder. What's Have this you one? seen The Intruder? Not to be confused this. with the '80s grocery store uh, classic intruder no uh this is called the intruder and it just came out last year it had dennis quaid in it on in the theater oh in the theater i just caught it on this one at all i caught it on vod i was gonna say were you about to say vhs (laughs) um if you want a lifetimey type movie okay um where dennis quaid is just playing crazy for an hour and a half then this is for you a lifetime movie with dennis quaid i'm in you know i'm in sure he you i can't tell does randy quaid come in at any point i, I don't know if randy quaid <laughs> i don't know if anybody's seen him in a while um i don't know i cannot tell by this performance if he is actually like kind of getting up there in the years and getting a little dennis no, quaid yeah getting a little crazy huh. or if he's just having a ton of fun with this character huh um, maybe maybe a bit of both I, could be both. I, I can't say that I would recommend like paying a lot of money to watch it. Yeah, sure. But if it's like a Saturday night and you want to put something on with the 
you know, Netflix okay. and chill, I'd say go for it. The Intruder on Netflix. Okay, interesting. Uh, my next pick is The Lighthouse. Uh, I'm Missed sure this one too, damn it. <laughs> most of you have seen this. Um, I will say I am very glad I saw this in the theater. I saw it at the Music Box, which um, is who's going to be our sponsor in 2020. Thanks in advance, Music Box and Cody Derricks for making that happen. Um, the Lighthouse is an incredible film. Um, I saw it in 70 millimeter at at, um, at Music Box, um, so it was really close crop. The curtains were brought in. Um, oh, it's it's, fun. it's a beautiful film, absolutely stunning. Um, it's Robert Eggers. So if you've seen The Witch, it's the same, mm-hmm. the same director, same writer. Um, it is insane, as you might guess. Um, and by far, my favorite male performance, uh, or I should just say performance by an actor, um, in uh, 2019 was Willem Dafoe. Um, because he was just incredible in this film. Is the, Incredible. Did, did this come out in time for it to be up for nominations um, for I, the I'm pretty shows? sure. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm we'll see sure. if it we'll see if it shows um, up on any lists. And I, I really hope it does, um, because it's it's so worth it. Um it's very weird. You know, I I don't think I didn't walk away thinking that this is like one of my favorite films of all time or anything. But yeah. I thought it was really, really good. Um, pretty disturbing. Hmm. And I think um Robert Pattinson also did a fantastic job on a really tough role. This is a hard movie, hmm. um, and those actors were put through hell on it. So um, loved it when it comes out on streaming, which should be fairly soon, I think. Yeah. Um, you should definitely watch it and have some patience with it. Turn out all the lights in your room. Get a glass of whiskey. In fact, bring the bottle. Okay. I'm into it. Yeah. All right. So my last one before we uh, talk about a joint one that we uh-huh. saw together uh-huh. is um, In Fabric. Ooh. In Fabric is a uh, British film. Yeah. Um, and it is about a killer dress. Oh, yes. Oh, I wanted to see this one. Um, is it good? It is good. It's it's very strange. Okay. Um, if you've seen this one, I would say you are free to watch the trailer because the movie is a lot different than the trailer. Okay. So, if that makes any sense. Yeah, sure, it does. Um, it was, it's it's very um, giallo kind of like. Okay. Like, it's I love it's that. It's just so I'm, I'm weird. It's yeah. it a weird ride. Um, it, but it was a fun and beautiful ride okay. because it's filmed really beautifully. And if you think about a movie with a killer dress, sounds preposterous, sounds stupid. Um, but actually, very interesting. I'm sure, I think, I think it's a great idea. I mean, why not? So what's our last one that we want to just hit on really quick and then we can move on to yeah. our movies? So just really quick last one for me. I just, I've just been re-watching Schitt's Creek, getting ready for the new season. Just wanted to mention that. If you've not watched Schitt's Creek yet, you're a dummy. Um, I, I'm so glad you finally oh, yeah. did I mean, after I, years of me I know. telling you. I, I took forever and I'm, I'm telling you, I'm obsessed with it now. In fact, I'm so obsessed with it that I had to watch it pretty much all again. So ready for January 7th when it comes out for the new season. So now, moving on to our joint um, pick here, we're both talking about Dr. Sleep. Yeah, and I don't want to go on too long because I know um, this one came in the theater relatively quickly, yeah. and a lot of people didn't get a chance to see it sure. because it, it, it didn't do very well, sure. which I'm perplexed by. It, but I, is... which, it, it, that, that absolutely astounds me. So I have a, lot, I have a feeling that a lot of people are mm-hmm. going to see it on Blu-ray when it comes out. But Dr. Sleep is the story of Danny from The Shining mm-hmm. and the continuation of his life and in the future. Um, it's... A very deep departure from The Shining, um, but there's going to be some little. Well, well, I don't know. No, I mean just the content. Do you mean? But do you mean like a deep departure in terms of like the movie or the book? Just 
how it works with like more supernatural. Oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah, sure. It's just it's a different kind of story. It's not as isolating as The Shining. But, it's not as it's not as moody as The Shining. But I what's would say. great about it, though, I would say though, is how it comes back to The Shining. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm not going to give any spoilers in this in this, but um, I, I'm not ruining it by telling you that you return to The Shining, mm-hmm. um, and you return to it in such ways. That I'm not joking. I was in the theater. Andrew was next to me. I was. I screamed once, like, but out of joy, like not out of terror. I was like, "Oh my god, it's yeah. incredible!" And I cried because there is a there is one moment. I won't tell you what it is, but there is one moment that was so beautiful that I could not help but cry. Yeah, it was incredible. It was one of my favorite films of last year. It is my favorite film of last I year. I loved it. I mean, I, I love The Shining anyway. I was so nervous to see this because I Me didn't too. know what the fuck was going to happen. And I had read the book, so I yeah. was very nervous because this is not... When I read Dr. Sleep, I said, there is no way this will ever be a movie yeah, because it's sure. just so weird. Yeah, and it's it, a weird story. And it is weird. But I will say this, though. And once again, there are no spoilers here. All the questions that you maybe have about The Shining, they are wrapped up. In this film, and big shout out to our hopefully future guest Alex Esso. Hello, Did a great Alex Esso. job. Ewan McGregor, good to see him back. Oh, so good. Um, and then Rebecca Ferguson, who plays the villain, is Fantastic. just amazing. She's so good. Just really wonderful performances. Really, some some disturbing content. Oh yeah. Um, scary stuff. Um, the the young African American girl, I can't remember her name right now. She's a wonderful out. in the film. Oh my god, she's so so. Good. Pretty sure it's her first movie. Oh my god, yeah. If, if that's even the case, it's even more incredible. Um, wonderful film. If you have not seen it yet, and if you love The Shining, you gotta see this as soon as you can. Like, yeah, I, I, this it's is so one, good. This is one that like I buy. I don't buy a lot of films anymore, uh-huh. but I buy this one right away. It's so good, and yeah. I can't wait to watch the three hour director's cut. Oh god, yes, me too. I'm so excited. <laughs> so, all right, that will be the end of. What you been watching, bitch? What you been watching, you bitch? God damn it. What what have you been watching? Are you done? You You bitch. (laughs) Yes, I'm done now. All right. So we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back to review Grabber. Bye-bye. What is that thing? I haven't a clue. I've never seen anything like it before. It's a completely foreign species. I can't even begin to originate or class it. Uh, Grabber. Who's attacked you? Stuck on the ceiling, it was. Nearly ripped me throat out. It's dead, right? Um, I'm not sure. You're not what? Basic tests I've done so far have shown up nothing usual or normal. It is beyond mystifying. Grab a beer, grab a whiskey, grab whatever you want to drink, and get ready to grab on to this wonderful talk about grabbers. (laughs) See how much I talked about grab? Um, Grabbers is a film... From Northern Ireland, um, and it is from 2012, and Andrew is going to tell us a little bit more about Grabbers. Yes, police officer Lisa Nolan comes to Erin Island, Ireland. That's kind of hard to say. (laughs) Erin Island. To take charge during a colleague's two-week holiday. Simultaneously, bloodthirsty, sea-dwelling aliens arrive at the quiet island to propagate also a weird word. I know, I know. <laughs> As dead whales wash up on the shore and people start mysteriously disappearing, officers and few and a few locals slowly discover their peril along with the one sure defense, high blood alcohol levels, which the aliens can't stomach. As the storm approaches, enabling hungry 
hatchlings access to the locals, an open bar kicks off a desperate bid for survival, and an inebriated police and friends stagger to remain cognizant long enough to thwart the alien invasion. So it's a film about Irish people drinking and aliens, essentially. Um, so it puts together two of my favorite things. Um, so <laughs> I, yeah, so just right off the bat, I love grabbers. Um, just to give you a little bit of the cast, even though they're all Irish, so I doubt maybe just maybe one or two. A few of them we know, though. Um, Killian Coyle plays Deckhand Greg. Um, I don't know why I started that. <laughs> Deckhand Greg. Oh, God. So our, our main cast is really uh, Ruth Bradley, who plays Garda Lisa Nolan. Jonathan Ryan, who plays Sergeant Kenneflick. Richard Coyle. Richard Coyle plays Garda Syrian O'Shea. And and Pokes, Pokes, uh, Pokes. Folks should know Richard Coyle. He's been, he's been in quite a few films. Yeah, he looks familiar to me. Um, and then um, just to round out the, some of the notable cast, Russell Tovey as Doctor Adam Smith. So you liked Grabbers. What was your what, what's kind of your first impression? Of oh the, boy, is uh, this a first time watch for you? If, yeah, it was a first okay. time watch for me. I had not seen it before, and I I will say that when we were uh, concocting the idea for this episode, we did put out on social just a call for Hey, do you happen to know any really great? Irish horror films Mm -hmm. that are not the leprechaun. Is there (laughs) anything else you have? Um, and so people uh, mentioned this one, and when I watched the trailer, I and told I, Andrew... I, I want you to know, you're not getting away with never doing re- Leprechaun. Yeah, but just not for the <laughs> Ireland episode. We, we, we can do Leprechaun in space. I'm all for that one, because it just sounds so stupid. Um, but uh, watch the trailer, and I told Andrew, it kind of felt like I was back in Ireland oh, watching it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I had a great time with this. I, I think I loved it because it's so witty. Um and because there are lots of like little things that like I picked up just from like being there for yeah. a while, um, so it was fun to like kind of like get back into the lingo. I like when um, uh, I think one of my favorite parts is when she uh, says like the the bar matron says, yeah. uh, "Oh, there's a storm coming," and she's like, "Oh, your titties hanging low or something," and she's uh, like, "I watched uh, it on TV." <laughs> are the girls are, are the girls hanging low? Um, yeah, it was really funny. Uh, I, I like how there's this um, divide between. Russell Tovey's character, who's English, mm-hmm. um, and and everyone that's Irish, basically, like he, you can just tell that he thinks they're all so stupid. Yeah, and, and he's he, above and, them all. Oh yeah, and he even says it at one point. He's like, "You really are Irish, aren't you?" <laughs> um, and he's just such a little prick. Um, and you know, it's just it's a fun movie. Like, yeah. it's, it's a fun horror film about blood sucking aliens that eat your face. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the 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 fact that the way you get around it is to get absolutely wasted, right? Is hilarious. Yeah. Like, it's actually funny. And I lo- there's nothing better than, like, self-degradation. And the Irish know how to do it <laughs> so well. Um, and so making fun of themselves with this film was just brilliant. Yeah. It really um, was. I think that I am... I, I like this movie. I think it's fun. I think, actually, this is probably my second or third time seeing it. Yeah. So, Do you own it, this one? Uh, no. But yeah. it's, it's readily available somewhere. Yeah. Because I watched it somewhere. Did I watch this on Hulu? Yes. I yep, it on Hulu. That's where it is. Yeah. Yep. Exclusively on Hulu. <laughs> but uh, no, I really uh, enjoy this movie. I think its uh, strongest aspect is its hugest detriment in this movie. And what's because, that? Well, in the opening of the movie, you get the monster attack right away. And then it's kind of like this Tremors-esque moments of throughout the town of more and more people getting like yeah, sure, up and- sure. I think it just goes on a little too long. Um, I could, yeah, I, I do understand that like, for it's, sure. It's just the pacing because it starts off so like 
Because what's the runtime? I think it's only ninety minutes. It, it, it honestly, it felt a half hour too long. To yeah, me. Um, it which, just, which I don't know. An hour is too short, but I, I get what you're saying. It's just it, it starts off right away, and then you kind of have to settle yeah. into the story, which is a little bit of a ass backwards way of doing it. Um, but I think overall, I still give this a, a pretty big thumbs up and a pretty good recommendation. Uh, I think the cast is really strong. Yeah. I like the all the supporting cast that don't know that there's an alien invasion know, going on. Right? They're all like, "What's going on?" They're like, uh, "Nothing." Yeah, nothing. don't <laughs> the, worry about it. Just keep having another drink. You're <laughs> totally fine. Um, uh, I, I also like how this film was formed uh, by Kevin oh, Lehane. Can you uh, tell me a little story? Uh, the, the writer uh, Kevin Lehane was backpacking across the world. Um, and he kept getting bit by mosquitoes. And so he heard an urban legend that eating Marmite, um, which is like a, a yeast spread, it's kind of like, it's like it's brown. Australian. It's, yeah, yes. yeah, it's Australian. And it's, it's, it's not bad. Um, but that, that prevents mosquito bites. And so he heard that and he wondered whether mosquitoes also got hung over from drunk people's blood. <laughs> the thought stayed with him until he returned home and wrote the script for Grabbers based on the premise Get drunk to survive. That's hilarious. Thank you, IMDb, and whoever wrote and that. I, and you know what? I could survive this movie. Yeah. I, I do great. So I, <laughs> and I got to tell you this, too. Um, look, I am not one for stereotypes. I am not one for generalizing people. But I got to tell you, people in Ireland know how to drink. <laughs> and, you know, you and I know how to drink. Our friends in podcast land, they all know how to drink. Let me tell you this right now. Irish people can drink you under the table for hours. It's for funny. hours. When I was there in Dublin, we went out almost every night. We were out most nights until 2 or 3 a.m., wow. um, some nights later. And like I said earlier, like all of a sudden you look at your watch and you're like, oh, fuck, it's 4 a.m. I have to walk home right now because there's no taxis anywhere. It drives you insane. <laughs> but people love to drink there, and that's just the way that it is. Um, and I, I do think that the uh, where it takes place on Aran Island mm-hmm. is pretty – it's a really cool setting. Oh, beautiful, um, too. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think if there's... I think the creature design is really interesting. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like this like octopus kind of thing-ish. Yeah. It sort of seemed like a blend of like other creatures from other mm-hmm. films to me. Like the way that it moved around. How did you feel? The octopus nature of it. The sucker face. Like all of that kind of Just thing. Just because this is 2012 now. Yeah. So we're, what, eight years ago. Yeah. Um, how did you feel the uh, CGI held up? Um, I don't think it was bad. No, I don't sure. think so either. You know, I, I'm sure in a few years we'll feel different. Like yeah. when new things are, you know, shown are are revealed to our human eyes, um, but I think for 2012, it's actually pretty good. And I think that the, uh, if I'm correct, I feel like if they were to do this with practical effects, it'd be very difficult yeah. just because of the way that the creature moves. It kind of like rolls. It rolls around. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, How did you feel about Russell Tovey, your um, your well, fi- secret boyfriend? I think you'll find out later in the episode. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Did you think he was cute in this film? I do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Um, no. Surprise, surprise. I think that the premise is really interesting. I think we've never had kind of like get drunk to stay alive. Has that ever happened in a film before that you can think of? I can't think of anything. Certainly not in a horror film. I can't think of one. I think it'd be funny to do a vampire movie that way. Oh, that's a great idea. (laughs) Or maybe that's out there. I don't know. You tell me. Um, But yeah, I think the Grabbers is an overall fun movie because it definitely is a horror comedy. If you're looking for straight horror, this may not be your genre. No, not at all. Um, I think it's cute. I think it's got... Yeah. I think the love story is a little forced. I I was going to say, how did you feel about the love story it's it's this classic like oh because we're on an island there's only like one single person and so therefore the uh sacrificial woman gets hit upon by everybody oh oh, and one more thing i would mention critically of this film 
there are so many fades in it that that honestly did drive huh. me a little nuts. I, didn't, I guess I didn't think to look Oof. for that. Like the, all the transitions, like they are basically fades, and I'm like, okay, we get it. Stop doing you. I'm sure you have other tricks up your sleeve. No more fade ins and fade outs. Just stop that. That that part really did drive me nuts. I thought it was funny that so it takes them like everything to kill the mother yeah. alien um but that takes a lot too but with yeah. the little baby aliens it's just like smack them around we're I good know, and everyone right? it's it's a very strange ending because everyone's like celebrating and they're they're so happy and they're drunk and you know everyone's safe right but yeah. you know that there's more out there i know right so right, totally. Uh, I did like the idea that um, the storms of Ireland and kind of the rain of Ireland yeah. was a vehicle for the aliens to be able to go on land. Yeah. Because they had to be in water. So yeah. I that was really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's just, it's just, the movie overall is just a little clunky. It's just a little, it's a little um, clunky. But, and I think that that's maybe where you're getting your fade reaction. But, but I, I loved it still. I think it's, it's very charming. It's, it's it's charming, which is which I think is a bit of um, why Ireland is so um, uh, uh, appealing to so many people. It's because it's a charming place with charming people and charming times. And I think that this is a, a great example of just sort of that that ethos sure. of just being charming, yeah. and having fun, and having a good time, and 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 having a good joke mm-hmm. at your own expense. <laughs> Seriously, at, at your own expense. Um, I, I did think, um, just to give you a little bit of background on how these movies were funded, uh, is that Ireland has an actual fund that's mm-hmm. from the government for creative projects where people sec- um, submit their uh-huh. their ideas, and then they get funded by the government. And both these yep. films that we're talking about today uh, are funded by that, and that's how they got made. Now, isn't that amazing that in other countries? countries that are not america art is actually subsidized by the government because they have a deep understanding that art is an intrinsic part of life Mm -hmm. and it is um just continuing continually continually disgusting honestly i use that word deliberately in america that we treat art like a second rate thing yeah like it's useless we talk about defunding pbs all the time Mm -hmm. it's just gross here it's so nice to see other countries do something for artists yeah totally it just is i just i love that idea that people can submit their um projects and they get like voted on and committees I'll, you know, make, get these movies made yeah. for these people that probably wouldn't be able to get these movies made by themselves. Exactly. So yeah. it's uh, a wonderful it's thing. Really cool. Um, I'm trying to think if there was anything else that we really, because we kind of went through that one a little quickly. After watching it, do you want to go to Ireland? Um, I mean, I do eventually want to go to Ireland. Yeah. Um, my whole thing with travel is that I am traveling for a change of climate. I like to go. Somewhere. <laughs> Don't go to Ireland. I know, and that's what I mean. Like we, <laughs> Chicago in the winter is essentially Ireland in the winter. Yeah, so sure, it's, sure. It's just not like in my like top maybe top go, tier. Maybe go to Ireland in the summer. Yeah, maybe that would be nice yeah. for you. But um, I think that the chemistry between the main two main leads is a little weak. Yeah, I'll be totally weak. honest. I didn't believe that she was going to eventually fall in love with him just because oh, yeah. he's he's such. Um, I don't want to say not disgusting that's not the right word but he's just like so gross i mean he's not he look he's not your first choice in the in the six pack right i mean yeah. like you know there's others around there that and he's are clearly a little wasted. more put together all the time um, yeah which which you know turns out to be a, a benefit in this film um you know I, th- I think there's a lot of things that you know in this film that necessarily i don't necessarily like yeah um but i am willing to suspend all of them 
because of the charming nature of the film and because it's just fun I, and i do like that we get an original alien story yeah um just because and it is very original yeah totally um because a lot of these types of stories we've seen a million times over i mean this is essentially tremors in ireland yeah sure kind of yeah. the way that they kind of go throughout the town and like secretly click like, get people yeah um i did like that there was some violence in that when that woman got like pulled up the yeah, chimney totally. that was pretty pretty crazy and her slippers get left behind yeah yeah <laughs> um but it's all done with such a uh a little air to like oh this is supposed to be funny yeah right, so right like i said before if you're looking for like a hardcore horror film i don't think this would be for no, you i don't think so but if you're looking for a fun time horror comedy yes this is right up your alley yeah and you should definitely watch it and i think it's pretty underseen i don't really hear many people talk about this movie specifically i, mean, I hadn't seen it before yeah um, I know that I've heard other a couple other podcasts cover it, but that was way back in 2012, like right when it came out. Oh, yeah. So I think maybe it just hasn't... Well, And it's not easily accessible. It's not. And I, fact, mean, I remember you, you have to have now, Hulu. I didn't watch this on Hulu. You know what I watched it on? IFC. Oh, really? I, I, well, I, it might be on Hulu, but I, I got like a seven-day trial to IFC <laughs> I got a 30-day pass to Hulu. Yeah, right. So, <laughs> so maybe, it's, maybe it's on both. Yeah. Um, but I watched it on IFC... Um, because it was, and it kind of makes sense because it, it's, I think it's on the independent film channel. And I believe if I remember right at the beginning of that, yeah. that logo does show and up. And there might be even like a, like an agreement among like the Irish film board and the British film board. So like kind of, you know, do yeah. those things as, as, uh, as distribution. Um, so yeah. So yeah, with all its faults, I still think it's a fun movie. Um, what do you rate it? Um, out of seven stripes, because here at Friday the 13th, we judge on a seven stripe scale for the seven colors of the rainbow. RG Biv. Um, so I am going to give, so let's see here. Try, I mean, we haven't done this in so long. It's I'm a little rusty on it. Um, so 3.5 would be an average uh-huh. movie. Yep. Um, so I will give Grabbers a four. I'll give it a four and a half. You know, I'm not usually a big fan of, of comedy, uh, of horror comedy, I should say. Um, it's just, it, not that I don't like it, it's just not usually my thing. Yeah, I get it. Um, but for this one, yeah, I liked it. I, I had a really great time, and I, I, I chuckled often, um, <laughs> often. and I was, I was charmed, <laughs> and um, I think it's well worth your time, especially if, if you have any affinity for Ireland, if you have any affinity for alien stories, I, th- I think you'll like it. Yeah, it does do a great job of kind of those sweeping shots of the landscape. Oh, it's beautiful. Um, actually, I, we forgot to mention, but the score is actually very prevalent in this movie. It's good, too. Um, so yeah, it's, it's an original idea, original movie movie well i'm I'm just kind of in the middle on it that was grabbers Mm -hmm. from 2012 um and we're gonna come back in a few moments with our next hell out of you (laughs) which is very very different and it's called the hole in the ground you know when i was your age i moved town once too you'll settle in sweetie maybe we're gonna be happy living here i promise Never run off me like that again, okay? Good morning, mummy. Where did you get those? Do you ever look at your kids and not recognize them? He's not himself. 
Welcome back, everybody. It's time to review our last movie in an Ireland episode. This brings us the movie The Hole in the Ground, which was made in Ireland. <laughs> so, Maddie, why don't you tell us yes. about... Uh, why don't you tell us about The Hole in the Ground yes. and kind of the notable cast, if there is any. Yeah, sure. So, The Hole in the Ground from 2019. This was filmed in Ireland. It was written and directed by Irish people, and it stars Irish people. Um, and it is about a young mother living in the Irish countryside. Um she suspects her son um, has he's has some increasingly disturbing behavior, and it might be linked to this mysterious sinkhole. Um, she's trying to escape her broken past. Sarah O'Neill is building a new life on the fringes of a rural town in Ireland with her young son, Chris. A terrifying encounter with a mysterious neighbor shatters her fragile security, throwing Sarah into a spiraling nightmare of paranoia and mistrust. As she tries to uncover if the disturbing changes in her little boy are connected to that sinkhole in the forest that borders their home. Directed by Lee Cronin. Lee Cronin also wrote it along with Stephen Shields. Had its debut at uh, the 2019 Sundance Film Festival. Um, the main cast, these are all Irish folks again. Um, Shauna Kerslake uh, plays Sarah. James Quinn Markey plays Chris. Uh, great, great little actor. Um, Katie, um, Katie Outnan plays Noreen Brady. David Crowley plays a teacher. Simone Kirby plays Louise. Steve Wall plays Rob. Eon Mackin plays Jay. And Sarah Hanley plays Little Jones. Um, <laughs> Little. the gross was 3 million. Runtime is 90 minutes. You can watch this on Amazon Prime. Right now. Uh-huh, right now. <laughs> In fact, just shut us off. Go watch it. Yeah. Totally. Um, and actually, I think that you should. I'm being honest because... I will tell you, you know, you, if you've been watching us on social, um, you'll see that we put out our, um, you know, 2019 in review. Mm-hmm. And this was one of my favorite films of 2019. Interesting. And let me tell you the reason why, the main reason why. It is because it was genuinely scary for me. Sure. And we, what, what, in what way? Um, it was, well, th- just to preface that by saying that, you know, obviously we, we have this podcast. We watch horror films all the time. And we've been watching them for a very long time. There's very little anymore that actually, like, disturbs me. Sure. Or, like, freaks me out yeah. or anything else. Something about this movie really scared me. Um, and I don't know if it's because of the changeling nature of the movie. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's something that speaks to me very deeply. I don't know if it's because um, there were so many suspenseful elements of, you know, the son and the mother um, and, and the mother trying to, like, do things behind the son, the, behind the changeling's back. Yeah. Um, there were some fairly disturbing moments on film. One that I can think of right now is when she's watching him in kind of, like, in a dream state and she sees the boy, like, bend the hand uh, all yes. the way back. Mm-hmm. Oh, that just was terrifying. And the the score was really good, too. Um, it really kept you on the edge of your seat. So the whole time watching this film, um, there were moments where I was actually scared to look at the screen. Really? Because I was scared of what I was about to see next. Huh, um, interesting. And that doesn't happen for me very often. Um, I don't think it happens probably for a lot of our listeners very often who no. all watch a lot of horror films. So I was genuinely terrified. Um, maybe not terrified, but I was genuinely scared. And um, that's that's honestly the main reason why I selected it as one of my top films of 2019. Cool, I like it. I like yeah. it that you had such a visceral reaction. Me to it. too. Um, I 
am in the middle on this one. Yeah. Um, I, I like the story quite a bit. Uh, I like that idea of the changeling and kind of not knowing if your child is your child anymore. Um, but I just feel like they tried to pack a little bit too much into this movie. I, and, and, and I would agree with you on that. Because we have um, a couple side stories. We have the side story where she works at the job with her boss yes. and they go to dinner. Which is too much. And, and we have the side story about her husband or boyfriend or the father of her child that is maybe coming to get her, yeah. Um, which never pans out. Um, and we also have kind of the story of the weeping widow who killed her own child 20 years ago or whatever. So I just think that there's a little too much packed into a 90-minute movie. I would agree with you. I, th- I think it's it's a really ambitious... You know, I, I don't know um, a lot about the... Well, let me pull up the director's name again because I totally forget. One moment here. Where are you? Uh, Lee, Lee Cronin. I don't know much about Lee Cronin's career. I'm just looking at a very cursory glance here on on IMDb. Looks like mostly horror stuff. Um, a lot of stuff that I haven't really heard of in terms of direction. Um, I think that the writing was was probably pretty good on this film, mm-hmm. um, having not read the actual screenplay yeah. or any cuts that that came from. Um, I would imagine that that maybe Lee, as a director, could tighten things up in the future. Yeah. Um, and th- I'm, I'm guessing there was probably even more to the screenplay before, and a lot is on the cutting room floor. Sure. You could have cut a lot more. I'm, and also, like, can you turn on the light, please? Can you just turn on the light? Yeah, 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 sure, sure, it, sure. It's, yeah. it's dark, and it's, it's dark, and it's, um, it's... Atmosphere? It's atmosphere, but it's also just a very dark movie. Yeah, no, sure, sure, like, sure. It's filmed yeah, very dark. Yeah. Like, there were, we had all the lights turned out, and I had a couple moments where I was like, wait, what, what, what is, is going that? on? What's it on the screen? Especially when at the, towards the end, when she goes down into the hole and she's underground, and you're just like, what is going on yeah. right now? And then we get a very, um, descent like moment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but, and that's just another thing. Like, oh, and there's also, there's creatures. <laughs> like, and that too. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's, it's, um, Ireland is very family oriented um, and has been, you know, for, for so long. Um, and I, I do wonder a bit about, um, you know, the, why, why they chose to tell a story of the changeling in Ireland. What, what, where that, where that might be coming from. Um, you know, Ireland is reckoning with a lot of things about children, sure. you know, that with the Catholic church, for example, and, and all the abuse that, that that's, that's taken place. Um, we'll probably hear, you know, many, many more stories over, over the next few years as the Catholic Church really begins to lose more of its power in yeah. Ireland, which mm-hmm. is a good thing because we need, we need to hear these these stories no matter how horrifying. Um, and I do wonder maybe if that might be a part of this. Yeah. You know, when you find out that something horrible happens to your child, how does it change how you view your child? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is it still your child in, in the same way that you could always look at them before? Um, this is something that I was really thinking about today, thinking about children in Ireland, family in Ireland. And um, just sort of the myth of the changeling in general. Um, changeling for me is something really interesting. The, the, the changeling, the, the film mm-hmm. um, from the seventies, is one of is one of my top five horror films of all time. I think it's absolutely incredible. It's a wonderful, amazing story. Still scares me. Um, so it's it's fun to see a new imagining of of a changeling story. Yeah. for me. Yeah, I think that it's it's a it's a good movie for being just like an independent movie. Um, especially coming out of a country that doesn't really put out a ton of horror movies. Sure, yeah. Um, but hopefully more. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind. There's another great one called The Hollow, I want yeah, to say. Yeah, The Hollow is good. That was really good, too. Yeah. And it kind of has very similar to this movie, but yeah. just a little different. Yeah. Um, sort of that myth in the woods kind yeah. of thing. The, the parts that frustrated me were um, just 
this this woman is not very reactionary. Yeah, sure. <laughs> she uh, continuously leaves her child in harm's way. Um, mm. the, the crazy woman comes up to the car door at one point. She doesn't do anything I until know. she starts slamming her right. head against the wall. Right, right. Um, he goes out into the woods and they find a giant sinkhole and she doesn't say, hey, stay away from this giant exactly. st- sinkhole. Right. So in the mother department, maybe she needs a little bit of work. Sure. You know, but, I mean, and maybe that's just part of her character too. Yeah. You know, I mean, maybe, she's maybe definitely she, flawed. Yeah, she really does need some work there. And um, it just, I don't know. I, I was kind of like, by the end of it, I kind of wanted this movie to descend i was like okay we get it fair enough um i was kind of hoping for a little bit of a darker ending to be totally honest um i thought at one point when she left the changeling locked in the basement of the house that maybe somehow he got out and switched again yeah and maybe she was going to burn down the house with her child in it which would have been really much darker ending holy shit dark um but i don't i thought maybe it was going to go there because it, it does play around with these ideas of like very dark themes you know at the very beginning they're at a um carnival and the ride that they're on is the road to hell yeah like so there's your thing right up front um some of the more disturbing things with the spiders oh god the spiders that was kind of gross um i will say that was probably the most effective scene for me is when she's watching him through the keyhole um and he's eats the spider right and he's kind of doing that weird like body twitching blah, anything kind of body business. anything like body twitchy always makes me a little nervous yeah, because totally. like it's it's scary to watch um uh-huh. you know I, th- I think for me like it's a bit of folk horror right yeah 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 totally and so i think that you know i i know that there are probably not going to be any like you know influencers in irish horror wa- listening to this <laughs> right now but hopefully there are um what i would really love to see is because you know my belief about horror is that it's a mirror for the horrors in the world which is you know a bit of why we do this podcast mm-hmm. right I would love to see a horror film based in Northern Ireland on the Troubles. Yeah. Like, make something about that. I think we have enough about Irish folk stuff in general. Yeah, totally. I would love to see somebody deal with the Troubles in Northern Ireland, in Belfast, or in Londonderry, or wherever, or in Derry, pardon me, um, and do a horror film about it. Like, find a way to to get in there and viscerally just rip it out. And show people a new way to do it. And, and you know, if that movie exists and our listeners know one, please let us know. Because I don't seen, know if one does. Have you seen Tigers Are Not Afraid yet? Not yet. I haven't had a chance to watch it's it It's not yet. Irish, yeah. but it's definitely shedding a light on a... On Same a, kind of on thing. A, on a thing that's really bad yeah. down in South America right now. Yeah. Um, with drug trafficking and sure. kids and human trafficking. and um, But done in a horror same movie way. kind of thing. Yeah, but yeah. you should definitely give that a watch. It's, yeah, I mean, it's on Shudder. I think that, that, you know, we know that horror films have a way of um, exposing a great wrong in the world and of helping humans figure out how to deal with it in the real world. Yeah. Like horror movies do that. that that's mm-hmm. why that's a bit of why we love them so much. Mm-hmm. Subversively, you know, we love to be scared, we love to watch entertaining stuff, but also they help us get through life. And somebody out there needs to be genius enough to make something like that about the troubles in Northern Ireland. And I did appreciate in this movie that the um, child actor was not um, Babadook like and, and not annoying. <laughs> yeah, so Ugh. I think he did a really good job um, playing kind of the um, innocence of a child. Yeah. And I think that there are a couple really effective moments where he shows some strength against yeah, her for sure that are really good. I just don't know when he first throws her oh, I know. Like, at the table. Yeah, it was like oh, that, Wait, that, was, that was another huh? scary part. Yeah. I was like oh my. God, it's terrifying. No, there are good parts in this movie. Just overall, for me, it felt a little. I get it. Bloated. I get it. I mean, and like even me 
selecting this as one of my favorites of 2019. Like, I'm going to rate it right now for you. I'm still only going to give it a, a five. Yeah. I'm giving it a five because I just think it's really ambitious. It's fun to see stuff coming out, coming out of Ireland in, you know, in this realm. Do you know anything about the whole, the head in the, the head, burying someone head in the ground? No, because remember don't. that's how he kills the know, old and, woman, and that must be part of the legend, and somehow yeah. or some some part of folk, some part of a folk story. When he maybe was even from Ireland, when he but, was burying the mother in in her, I can't say yeah. that right. Her head in the ground, her head in the ground. Yeah, um, and it's weird if you have not seen this movie. They she literally puts just their head, just the their ground. head. That's it. Um, I mean, maybe just to suffocate them. I thought for a second that he was maybe going to take over the mom's body, and that was kind of how he yeah. transferred you know the whatever maybe it is motherfucker don't put my head in the ground <laughs> um but yeah I, I i just need um need him to go through and maybe give it a little bit more of a fine tune but um for a 2019 movie that was not in theaters yeah. uh which are mostly hit or miss which are, a lot of times are misses right. this one was a pleasant surprise to see um at least come up yeah. and um entertaining and, I, and i'm looking forward to more from this writer and this director i think this this is a good a good you know maybe not first but a good early time out yeah um i think at sundance it was well received and um, i can't wait to see what i think the they, main actress bring, does a great job next. she's fantastic yeah and and the kid does a great job too yeah i and don't know it. um that's get, it so you're giving it a five i gave it a five what about you um i'm gonna give it a 4.5 i think that's great so yeah I mean, I, like i said it just didn't grab me like maybe it grabbed you. Yeah, that's totally you. fine. It's not a it's not a grabber. It didn't grab <laughs> more grabbing jokes. Oh God! Is there anything else that we need to talk about with this weird, dark, mysterious movie? I think that's it. But I, I think you should give it a watch. I mean, um, it's it's essentially free. Yeah. You can watch it on, um, it's on. It's on Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Yeah. So that probably means that it's also on Shutter. You know, like I said, these early early on in the show, this is we don't usually select films this way. We don't we did, we never select films by like region Location, where yeah. they're from. So um, for, it was definitely fun for us to think about that in a new way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe for you out there, like if you are wondering about like, hey, what's a new way to select films? Like maybe do it by region, you know, yeah. thinking about, oh, I want to watch an Irish horror film or an English horror film or and a Scottish horror film or whatever. Sakes, just because it has subtitles, don't write it off. Oh, my God. That drives me insane. I mean, I, I will I will tell you if I, you know, have had one too many and I want to watch a fun movie, I won't watch a subtitle movie. But other than that, just watch it because just, it's probably going to be good. Just I mean, actually, you know, Bong Joon-ho, who directed Parasite and, you know, other mm-hmm. amazing horror films, um, was just talking. Uh, this had a good quote this week about like how, you know, audiences in Korea are actually very used to watching uh, uh, subtitles um, yeah. in films in English, and and he said something along the lines of perhaps American audiences can get used to this too, and honestly, booyah, like, like <laughs> just just do it. If you're honestly the person that is that is saying you won't watch a film with subtitles, I, I've got some news for you. You're lazy and you're missing out. You're lazy and you're missing out on wonderful, beautiful art. Because there's a lot out there. Um, I think thinking specifically about like the Grudge um, yeah. series that we we you know we have our Grudge here, and there's about to be a new yeah. one in, a couple, in like a week. But the original, if you watch that, it is terrifying. Yes, and girl, listen, you tell me at a party you don't watch films with subtitles. My ass gonna walk away from you. Mm. I'm not gonna talk to you because you sound like a hillbilly. Then, yeah, sorry. Um, so yeah, the hole in the ground, 2019. Go hole in the ground, it. 2019. Go watch it, and um, that's um, that's the end of our horror and media. 
Yeah, so we will take our final break and come back to close out the show and talk about some hotties. Shantae, you stay. 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 We're back with our final segment. Everyone's, well, not actually, it's not everyone's favorite, but it's a good one. According to the survey. Um, it's called a hot, listen, it's really easy. It's called a hottie the episode. Literally, Andrew and I just tell you which person we thought was the hottest person in the films that we watched. It's not... It's, it's fucking it's elementary. Not, it's not rocket science. Andrew, yeah. just tell the people. They, they already know. Yes, it's true. Um, my husband knows it. Uh, Russell Tovey. Tussle Rovey. Is one of the loves of my life. Um, I've been following his career ever since being human on the BBC. Uh, and then he's just been everywhere. And now he's like really everywhere. Um, the, the, the subject of many a fantasy in Andrew's head. He was on Looking. Mm-hmm. He was in um, Years and Years. Look, he's, got, he's got it memorized, girl. <laughs> he's even been on stage. He has been on stage. Um, in Angels in America. So, yes, I think Russell Tovey is very good looking. Russell Tovey's really cute. Mm-hmm. He's really cute. Um, I don't I, think you have the appreciation that I do. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, we, you and I have different tastes in men, True. number one. Um, but yeah, We've I only mean, agreed once. Oh, wait, on, on who? I forget. Oh, God, I don't remember who it was now. I can't remember. We, we have to find out. We this. had the same one, though. <laughs> we did. I remember we were both like, oh, wow. <laughs> but you know, that's actually good. Um, you know, with it's like, um, you know, with my friend Bobby. Well, yeah, you know Bobby, of course, but our listeners don't. Um, and Bobby and I are, we're just ridiculous little girls running around Chicago. Um, and we have opposite tastes in men. And we always say, thank God we have opposite tastes in men. over it. Or we would hate each other <laughs> anyways russell toby's andrew selection wonderful selection honey thank Good you job. um and my selection is actually pretty obscure um because it's it's the first person listed in grabbers it's the killian coil oh who's who's deckhand greg <laughs> because i remember when i started watching the movie i was like oh that guy's really cute and hoping that he did not get killed in that first scene he gets killed he gets in that killed. first scene <laughs> um he's probably he's you know not even probably he's the cutest person in both of these films you'll see him for approximately three minutes in the beginning of i thought you were maybe gonna choose the teacher from the hole in the ground teacher was cute too yeah um but i i, I, I did think oh let's give killian coil i like i do like how he's listed as deckhand greg oh yeah <laughs> and also I, I can't wait to like find his twitter handle and tag him at that you are the hottie of, of the episode yeah because he'll Ooh, probably we gotta do that oh for sure because he'll probably be like, what the fuck is Friday the 13th? And why are two gay guys talking about me in America? And Let me tell you why. <laughs> well, I told I mean, you. And, you know, we do that because sometimes, you know, they reach back out to us. Oh, yeah, they I do. I mean, give you a little anecdote is when mm. we had Jerry O'Connell as one Jerry of our hotties O'Connell. of the week. Yes. Um, he got back to us. Uh-huh. So And cross your fingers. We'll get him on the show. You never know what might happen in 2020. It's a new year, bitch. New like, year? Is it a new year, new you? New... Oh, how, you know, I always say new year, new cape. So that's just me. So I, new I, my, cape? New cape. I like a new cape every year. Like, okay. Like, is it like a superhero cape? Shh, don't worry. <laughs> don't worry. It's just my new cape. You'll see it later. It's okay. Okay. Well, we do want to plug one person because it is our new patron. Yes. We talked about him earlier in the show, but here's your official call out, Justin. Justin Nordell. Yay. Yes. Thank you for supporting us on Patreon. That means the world to us Justin's that you would even give too. us a dollar. Justin is <laughs> wonderful. Um, we love following him on social media and interacting with him. So, Justin, thank you for everything. Um, also want to give a call out to Legion Podcast, our podcast 
Podcast Network. Um, you can always go to legionpodcast.com. You can follow Legion Podcast on Apple Podcasts and really everywhere that you yeah, uh, listen to just podcasts. Search it. Um, you can even listen to us on Legion if you want to. There's a lot of great shows on there that you should check out that we align with. Absolutely. So um, Another thing, too, is please do remember to review us on Apple Podcasts. You can review us anywhere, of course. Don't get me wrong. It just so happens that Apple Podcasts might be one of the more valuable places to do that. It's the overlord. Yeah, let's just face the facts, right? Um, We have so many reviews on there that are so positive, and we thank every one of you that has taken the time to do that. Thank you so much. And to the couple shitty people that gave us a one star. Can you just go away, please? You suck, and no one likes you, and you'll never get laid. Unlike us, we get laid all the time. (laughs) Um, And one more thing we want to mention, too, is uh, I mentioned very early on, we have our 2019 listener survey. Um, It's really easy to get to. It is bit.ly slash fry gay survey. Fry gay survey bit.ly slash Friday survey. Mm-hmm. Let me say it one more time. bit.ly slash Friday survey. <laughs> um, so this is important for us because we are looking for real data from you. We, we, we know you on social media. We know you here and there. We want to know what you really think. And we're yeah. going to take all of that into account as we plan out our next year. And on top of it, if you take the survey, if you complete the whole thing, you can win one of three $20 gift cards to Creepy Company. So that is awesome. If you don't know Creepy Company, they are producing some of the best merchandise on um, from horror stuff um, on the internet. You can get t-shirts and button-ups and enamel pins and throw blankets. And they're it's, local, right? They are, they are local. They're also they're from Chicago. Creepy Company absolutely rocks. I own one of their shirts. I just put in a big order actually yesterday. So um, if you don't know them, look them up, creepycompany.com, and you can win a $20 gift card if you take our survey. Cool. Well, as always, we want to thank our listeners and our supporters. Yeah. And if you want to talk to us, hit us up on social media. Mm, We love it. Um, You should know that both me and Maddie are on there. I just run the Friday account. Mm -hmm. Maddie has his own. And that's how we kind of just want to talk to you. Exactly. Yes. Hit us up. We'd love to hear from you. Come on, baby. And also, you know, when you hear this, it'll be 2020 for us. It's New Year's Eve right now. Wishing you a very happy new year. Happy new year. Thank you for being with us in 2019. We look forward to getting more (laughs) intimate with you in 2020. Oh, my. Okay, I think that will do it. Um, So that was episode 26. And we'll be back next month with some more horror. And as always, we invite you to get slayed. slayed.